You are now listening to the Online Course Podcast, the place where online course creators come to learn how to sell more of their online courses. Here's your host, Jono Petrohilos. Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast, the place where course creators go to sell more of their online courses. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star with us on the other line, all the way from the USA. I don't know what time it is over there, but it's probably really, really late at night, so appreciate her time there. A little bit about this person. Her specialty is helping people to make $5,000 selling their online course before they've all, before they've even created it. So I'm super excited to get into that. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Ms. Jen Ahagotu. Jen, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for the warm welcome. Oh, thank you for your time. Did I get that pronunciation right? It was beautiful. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank God you told me how to pronounce it right before we went online because otherwise I would have had no chance. So, Jen, I like to start all my podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I do. I do. Here it is. If you were born to stand out, why blend in? Yes. Love that one. Do you want to expand on that for me, Jen? What does that mean to you? Yeah, well, first of all, that is not a quote by a particularly famous person, but somebody very special to me, my eight-year-old daughter. Wow. Um, Yep. So I have actually two daughters, um, eight and 11, and they give me lots and lots of inspiration and, um, you know, really push me. And um, yeah, just so much of what I do is for them. And um, in addition to all the people, the people that I serve as well. So, um, so yeah, I think that, you know, I know that a lot of us on here, are we have this passion right we have a passion for whatever it is that our course is about and i hope that some of you are letting us know in the comments what it is that you're working on because it says it's such a great way for us to get to know you a little bit and um, find out what you are really passionate about um so we start with this passion right um and then for some of us it's hard to actually put ourselves out there and to actually say, Hey, this is how I help people. And, um, and so I think that in addition to having that passion in addition to creating the courses kind of on your own, um, it's really important to put it out there. And the method that I teach is really all about getting that idea that you have and then putting it out there, putting it in front of people. So stand out. Yeah. Yes. Love it. So many good points there. I might piggyback off that a little bit. I love how you mentioned your, your daughter, Because one thing that I've noticed with people, most people anyway, is chances are they'll do more for other people than they will for themselves. You know, like if it was just up to you, Jen, and you didn't have your your daughters sort of to to count on you and for you to, you know, inspire and help, you may not have done half the stuff you've done, you know? So I think it's uh, it's important for the listeners, you know, to try and think, okay, great, you know, um, what motivates me? There's only so far I can get myself, but if I've got other people relying on me, that can motivate you to do that little bit more, whether it's your daughters, whether it's just your students, whether it's um, potential students, you know? So I, I love that you've brought that out. And I, and I love that quote in general. To me, that means I'm just drawn to people that are different. You know, I feel like if everybody's yeah. just doing the same thing, like doesn't stand out, I get bored easy, right? So I feel if someone is, is different, I love that person for their difference. You know, I don't want that person to, to stand in and be like everyone else because, 
you know, what's the point? Everyone else is already like that. But if this person's got their unique way, that person's got their unique way, that person's got their unique way, I, I love that there. And I love how you've mentioned the getting it out there, but maybe we'll expand on that as, as the podcast uh, goes into it. So let me know in a nutshell, Jen, I've obviously been following you for a while now, but if someone's listening to this, watching to this, and they're like, who is this, this Jen Aha go-to person? Do you want to let us know in a, in a minute or two, what is it you actually do? Sure, sure. So what I do is I help women coaches to create and sell their online course. Um, and again, so with this, um, with this theme of standing out, there, so there's plenty of people who do that, right? So the way that I do that in particular is by helping people to pre-sell their courses, which is basically, if you haven't heard of what pre-selling is, it's making sure that you get paid before you actually create your course, right? You, get, you figure out what your idea is for your course, then you bring it to market and validate it and make sure that there's somebody who will pull out their credit card and actually pay you for the course. And then you work on building it out after that. So, um, so that's, yeah, that's, in, in my opinion, that's the way to build a course, the only way to do it. Um, and so that's what I teach. And um, yeah, so that's, that's a little bit about what I do. I came to this um, business from the education world. So I used to be, I was a teacher and an administrator for 15 years before this so my you started, you started when you were five or how, how does that work <laughs> five and a half maybe <laughs> five and a half. <laughs> so yeah so you know I came I came into this as somebody who was really all about service all about teaching families education um, and then um, I just needed I just needed more freedom to be perfectly honest I needed I needed to be able to just break out on my own found out that you could actually teach online and, you know, learned all about online marketing. And then, you know, here we are. So that's a little bit about how I came to this and what I'm doing now. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, Hey, let's expand on the, um, the, the pre-selling let's expand on this system. Let's give some of the listeners and some, some of the watchers, some, some tips, even before we get into that, maybe let's get into the why. So, cause it's, it's even though people that have been in the game a while, are like, all right, hey, that's the only way to get your course together, you know, pre-sell it. However, if you haven't got a background in online courses and marketing, chances are you're probably going to think the opposite. You're probably going to think, hold on, what are you talking about sell before I create? You know, what you do is I create the course and then I sell it. So even let's just talk about some of the theory and the why. Why is that not a good idea, Jen? Or why is it a better idea to pre-sell it? And we'll get into some strategies that later, but just to start with, why is it a better idea to pre-sell it as opposed to creating it and then selling it. Yeah, sure. I'd love to get into that. So it is a better idea to pre-sell your course, right? So based, like I said, you, you figure out exactly what your course is about. Like we're, when we're talking about pre-selling, we're not talking about, oh, I had this random idea for a course and now I'm selling it to people, right? Um, sometimes people think, well, you know, am I, do I just kind of write down an idea and now I'm selling it? It's really, you, you do want to make sure that you're really clear about your outline and we can get, in, we can get into some more details around that. Um, so yes, yeah, so you want to have a very clear outline and then you want to bring it to the market and see if, if anybody wants it. Um, there are so many people out there who you know, um, create, have an idea for a course. And so then they go and start working on it. Right. And they're kind of like working on by themselves and they're, you know, wherever in their houses, kind of trying to get it all perfect, get it all ready. And then, and then they bring it out and, you know, it could take months or even years sometimes when people are working on this idea. 
I've heard and even two years, Jen. I was speaking to someone the other day. Hey, I've spent two years. I've finally got my course. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. I know it's I mean it's such a long time and then you know and then that person might bring that course and you know offer it and maybe nobody wants it you do not know exactly what the market wants unless you bring it to them first and so that's you know that's the major why for doing this and the way that I like to talk about this is you know, a lot of us come from, you know, at some point we were students, right? Or we were employed, many of us were employees before we got into entrepreneurship. And it was always very clear what we had to do, right? Your boss would tell you, like, you've got this project to do. And you would say, okay, I'll do this project. And then, you know, you, you hand it in on the due date and you're done. Same thing with students. Your teacher says, you got to do this assignment. And then you say, okay, hand it in on the due date and you're done. It's like demand is already built in to the process. Um, but when it, when you have your own business and you have to work on your own marketing, you know, you need to make sure that people even want what you're creating, right? Like imagine if you went up to your boss, actually, no, you didn't even go to your boss at all. You just did a project, you know, without talking to that person. And then you handed it to your boss and you're like, isn't this amazing? Isn't this just what you wanted? And your boss, you know, they might say like, I, I didn't want you to do this. I don't want you to spend your time on this. Like our business is going in a different direction. Like all kinds of things could happen because you don't have that demand. And that's sort of the same thing. If you build your course and then bring it to your market, you really don't know what they're going to think about it. So um, it makes a lot more sense to create that outline, then find some people who are interested in it and then take it from there. Yes. Love it. I'll piggyback off that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of time. You know, I love time. I think that's the most valuable thing in the world. And there's nothing worse than if you spent months or years of your time putting that course together and then it doesn't sell. And what, what I think is the, the heartbreaking part is you're then almost um, pot committed. That's a poker term. I don't know what the, I don't know if you're familiar, but essentially like what can happen in life. You know, when you put a lot of effort in something, you're sort of like, you just, you know, it's too late to give up. So you just keep trying and even though it's not going to sell because the market doesn't want it, you've put all this effort into it. You're just going to put more effort into it and it's just wasting more and more time. You know, what would be better is like, let's, let's use the pre-sale method. Let's say you don't put the course together. You put the idea together and you go and put that idea out to the market. And let's say no one buys it. No one's interested. You, you may be a little bit upset, but thank God you didn't spend two years of your life putting it together and nothing like that. You spent a couple of weeks putting together some ideas and some outlines and some emails and some sale pages. And okay, if it doesn't sell, let me go back to the market. What can I do? So, you know, and, and if we look at it like that, instead of spending a year putting this course together and then no one buys it and you've wasted a year, maybe you spend a year doing your, maybe not, just simplify, right? You'd be better off. Okay, let me try this for a few weeks or months. Okay, then let me pivot and try this. Let me pivot and try this. Great. Now, after a year, I've got something that's actually selling like crazy. And the, the other thing as well, I'll, I'll piggyback on this is it's not even necessary. If you haven't 
um, you haven't pre-sold your course, you haven't, I guess, validated your course, a lot of course creators can think it's the marketing. Hey, I've got this amazing course, but it's not selling because my marketing sucks. If the market doesn't want your course, doesn't matter how good your marketing is, doesn't matter what you post on Instagram, on, on Facebook, on you know, ads or whatever, the market needs to want it. So I, I love that you've brought that up and the importance there. Now let's exactly. a little bit, let me think of where to go here. Maybe we start on the first step. So let's say, for example, someone's watching this and they're like, all right, gee, I was about to start creating my course or I'm you know, halfway through it or whatever. But, you know, listening to Jen, I think I might do some of this, this pre-selling method here. What's step number one? What's the first thing that person needs to do then? If it's not create the course, what is it? Right, exactly, exactly. So the first step, so I like to think about this, um, the pre-selling process in sort of three main steps. So the first one is to outline your course, right? Um, and, you know, I've been able to, a lot of times, you know, I work with people on this and we're able to do, we're able to create a pretty solid outline in a matter of about an hour, to be honest. Sometimes there's a little bit of tweaking that person has to do or whatever, but, you know, you can um, create this outline very, very quickly, right? So, um, so you, you want to be thinking about a, a few different things. One is you want to be really clear on who this course is for. Mm -hmm. And I always talk to people about, um, you know, really getting a clear picture of who this person is and not just sort of an avatar or characteristics, like actually think of a real life person. <laughs> a lot of times, you know, that might be an early, earlier version of yourself. It might be a current client that you have, but really try to think about who this person is. Um, so that you can really understand, um, you know, who this person is in terms of, yes, some of the main characteristics, but then also what are their external um, desires? And then what are their internal desires? Like, what are those reasons that, you know, they want sort of, um, or, or what are the reasons that they want, like a certain outcome, for example? So you want to think very, very um, carefully about who that ideal student is. Um, and then after that, you want to think about, all right, what, what is that result that that person wants to get? That is a result that that person wants now, like a, you know, a, a, a result that is really important for this person in this particular moment, right? So, um, so you know, for an example, it's like somebody, let's say somebody who's working one-on-one -on -one primarily with their clients and they're doing pretty well, but they're booked up. And now like if they want to expand, They've got to, for example, create a course so that they're really able to leverage the, the time that they do have. Um, and then if you think about the internal reasons, so that's kind of like an external piece. If you think about the internal reasons for that, then you think about, okay, well, this person may not feel like they're successful until they're able to reach a certain, you know, um, a certain amount of money that they're making per month and they really can't do that until they scale right so it's really about like digging deeply into who this person is what their motivations are both external and internal right so you think about the result that person wants to get then you think about the major steps to get them there i say between three and seven steps to um major steps that would be like your modules um and then from there usually we talk about a result-based name for your course a name that will just, you know, like help people really understand what your course is all about very quickly. It doesn't have to be cute or anything like that. Just make it clear so people understand that this is for them. And, um, and then, you know, usually after that, we talk about pricing. And then we, we talk about what is your coaching going to look like surrounding this offer if you have any. So you want to get all of those details out really clearly so that 
you have just this vision of what your course is all about. So that's step one. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going through the, the whole process there. That's step one. Okay. Let's, um, <laughs> let me um, dive into this a little bit more because you're obviously quite good at what you do, Jen. There might be some people watching this that's like, man, that's, <laughs> I, I, you know, that, that's too much already. So let me, let me break this down a little bit. Let me think of where to start. All right, cool. So we start with actually, I've got even a step before this. So when we're outlining this course, we obviously do it with the person in mind, right? What they want, um, their internal factors, their external factors. Have you got any tips on how we find this out or should we already know this before we do this process or what, do you, what can you tell us there? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think that it's a, I think that it's important to give it your best shot. Like, give you know, put what you think your audience is interested in, right? So, based on your prior experience and knowledge with with those folks, right? So, um, you know, put something down on paper. Um, so that you at least have a sense of what you're thinking in terms of your course. Um, but for people who are still unsure, you know, I'm not quite sure what people want. Um, usually I recommend interviewing a couple of folks. So finding a couple of people who are your, you feel like are your ideal student for this particular course. And then um, um, interviewing them. And, I, you know, I have a little interview protocol, but the, actually the most important question that you would ask somebody is, you know, what's your biggest challenge within this area? And the reason that you ask that is obviously what you're trying to do is you're trying to help people solve problems. So you want to know what those problems are. Um, and then I, you ask that because it's a really open-ended question. And then, you know, you can, you can find out any, you know, any number of different um, pieces of information from people by asking a question like that. So it's really all about asking those, that open-ended question and then just going, you know, asking follow-ups to get to get more information. Um, and so, yeah, so I think that for people who are not quite sure what it is that people want, you you go and ask them. Love that. I agree 100%. I, I like a combination of both of those strategies. You know, me personally, I'll write it down. Okay, here's what I think is going to work. But before I start freaking creating that, let me go speak to some people. You know, hey, Jen, you know, you're my ideal person. you got a few minutes to ask you some quick questions. Hey, I'm thinking of putting this course together. Would you be interested in something like this? Okay, hey, I'm thinking of this module, this module. Is this what you would want? Cool. Would you pay for this? How much would you pay for this? And then, you know, some sort of a, a combination there. So I love that. And I love your question on what's your biggest challenge. Because really, as a course, we're not – if you're just selling someone information – they're only going to pay so much, you know, 15, maybe 20 bucks, probably zero because they can get it for free on Google or YouTube, right? What we're okay. essentially is the, is the problem to that, you know, Hey Jen, what's your biggest problem right now? And let's say, let's go with, um, let me use a fitness one as an example, because that's my background, you know, 
hey, Jono, you know, my, my biggest problem is just regular exercise. My diet's good, but I, you know, I just can't be bothered exercising, you know. It's too boring for me. I, I don't like the gym, you know. I just need somewhere fun to go and exercise. Hey, no dramas. Look, I actually run a fitness boot camp. It's super fun. You know, there's a group of us. Everyone's supportive. There you go. Plug that solution there, right? My, uh, my main business is I help personal trainers grow their business, right? They might be like, right, what's your biggest problem, um, Jen, in your, in your fitness boot camp? Jen might be like, look, Jono, I'm really, really good at the training side of things. I'm really good at the sales side of things. You know, if someone comes in for a, a free trial, you know, hey, I'll sign them up nine out of 10 times, but where do I find these people for the free trial? I could then say, well, hey, look, I've actually got a course, you know, how to, find, how to get as many leads as you want, you know, how to find yeah. as many prospects as you want for your gym, you know? And then if you can find out what that person's biggest problem is that's stopping them, because really, they've gone as far as they can on their own. They've probably Googled and YouTube as far as they can. They've got to a point where it's like, if I can just solve this problem here, then it's game over for me. That's what our course should be. That should be the name of the course there, you know? Hey, how to, you know, create a wildly profitable boot camp or, or whatever it may be, you know? So I love yeah. that there. Uh, Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Yes, and I think that's also a mindset shift as well, because a lot of people that are putting courses together are experts. They're really, really good at what they do. Now, unfortunately, that can be a disadvantage in the marketing space, right? Because if you're an expert, you know what the person needs. That's yeah. not necessarily what they want. They could be two completely different things. And fitness is a good example here as well, right? I, if someone wants to lose weight, I know what they need to do eat less and exercise harder, right? But that's not going to sell too well. Hey, you want to lose weight? Yeah, just eat less food and healthier food and exercise hard. It's not going to work, right? But if I can find a way to say, hey, you know, you want, um, um, you know, you want to lose weight? Hey, I've got the perfect program to lose weight for you. And I can, I can base it around that, you know? Hey, you want, to, um, you want to lose weight without doing heaps of boring cardio, you know? You want to lose weight while still being able to have pizza once in a while. Okay, that might sell better than if it's just eat more, lose, uh, eat, eat uh, less, and move more. So, important right, right. there. Yes. Motivation, persuasion, and yep, yep, all very important. Awesome. Okay, so then we went the the outline of the course. So cool. You know, we've got a bit of an idea of what's in there. We've interviewed our students, and ideally from that, we want to get some sort of whys as well. We want to say, hey, what's the end result you want? You know, why do you want to lose weight? Why do you want to put a course together? And then ideally get to the internal part as well, because it's different for everybody, right? And it can, um, and this is what you really need, you know, and you, and you can't just, you need to find out from the client's point of view, because this is where a lot of people turn me off, right? So I'm not uh, money driven at the moment, right? So if someone's going to hit me up on my inbox and be like, hey, you know, I've got this program, it's going to make you so much more money. I don't care. You know, I've got my business that's running successful. That's, that's fine, you know, because right. they're just, and there's a few ways to look at that. Maybe their ideal market is someone who wants to make a lot of money. So maybe I'm not their ideal person and they're turning me away, which is fine. It wouldn't be worth them um, pursuing me any further, right? Um, but, you know, if they, if they weren't, it's like, all right, cool, let's find out what, the, what these people want and then I can target my marketing that way there, both external and, and internal. And fitness is another good one there as well, right? Hey, I want to lose weight cool. Why do you want to lose weight? Hey, you know, I'm single. I want to find a partner or, you know, I'm worried I'm not sexy for my partner or, Hey, I want to be healthier. You know, I've got diabetes and heart conditions, you know, and then that's really what's going to sign that person up, you know? So I think that's important there. 
Um, yeah. Results-based name. Yes, we've covered that. And yes, the steps as well. I, the way I like to look at the steps is cool. This is the end result we want, right? What steps do I have to motivate or convince that person to take to reach that end result there? And that's essentially the, the, um, the modules, right? Right, right. Because, you know, a lot of times what happens, and you touched on it, is that when you're an expert in something, there's so much that you could share with people, right? You have, you could probably create five different courses, or you could create, you know, like a year-long course or study and stuff, you know, like you know so much. And, you know, when it comes to creating the course, it's really important to think from the novice's perspective, right? Like, think about the person who is interested in this, but you know, and, and wants um, the result, but really doesn't necessarily know what they need to do in order to get there. And so you really need to think about, okay, what, um, what are those steps that that person needs to take? And, and what are, and not, you know, not include anything else, you know, not include all of you know, the course doesn't have value because you're giving lots and lots of information. The course has value because you're giving people the bite-sized piece of information that they need to take their next step so that they can eventually get to the result. And that is definitely, you know, when I talk to people about exactly how to outline their course, that's something that we talk a lot about. Like what, like part of the value add for you as the course creator is you're making it easier for people and you're making it more efficient, um, probably more efficient than you, than when you took the journey yourself, right? Cause you had to learn all these different things and try, you know, dead ends and whatever. Um, and, but what the value add for you is to make it efficient and as easy as possible for people to take the next step. So that, I, yeah, I just want to add that in there because I think that's another thing that sometimes when we as experts, um, you know, forget, forget what it's like to be the novice. Yes. Love that on many different reasons. Let me think of my, cause I want to piggyback off that as well. So yeah, I love it. How you've said the value you're giving is not the info. Because it's the information age. Info is readily available. Info is free. There's too much info. That's probably what stops people. It's not that you can't find the info. It's that Jen says this and Jono says this and Tony Robbins says this and, you know, um, Gary V says this and Marie Folio says this. You know, it's like, all right, hold on. You know, there's info everywhere. How can I narrow it down and, and do what I want? So it's not about the, the value. It's about the, the transformation. And really, it's, it's even like, even if we look at it from a, a time side of things, it's like, hey, do my course and it'll take you 12 months to finish it. Or do Jen's course and, she'll, and you'll do it in 12 days and you get the same results. Why the hell would you do the 12-month one? You know, you'd be crazy to do that. It's like, hold on, I can get these results sooner with this person here. I'll do that. And you may even pay more for it, you know? May even be like, all right, look, I can do Jono's. It's a bit cheaper, but I'm going to have to spend 12 months with the guy. I do gems, okay, it's a little bit more money, but you can do it in 12 weeks or 12 days or whatever. So I think that's important right. there. So, all right, that's our outline. That's step number one. We've got our outline. Now, now do we start creating the course or do we need to, we've got to sell it first, right? Not yet, not easy, easy, general, easy, <laughs> not yet. So the second, the second major step now is to sell it. You know, um, and so, you know, there, there are pieces to that as well, of course. So depending on what your, the size of your audience and, you know, how you're bringing in leads and all of that. Um, but the second piece is to bring it to your audience. See, what do they think about it? Um, usually what I, you know, I work with a lot of people who are really creating a course for the first time and then also are really using that course to 
honestly start their businesses. So I tend to help people to, um, you know, first of all, to build up their audiences. Primarily, I work with people doing that on Facebook. So going into Facebook groups. Now, there's a lot of different, um, there's a lot of different strategies, right, around friending people in Facebook groups and how much time you spend in there, and how much value you give and all of that. Um, I'm definitely a proponent of giving value and building relationships and all of that good stuff. I am also a proponent of friending people who are your ideal clients and bringing the numbers in because, you know, yes, it's a, it's important to have something that, you know, people are looking for and, you know, that is designed beautifully and all those wonderful things. You also need eyeballs on your stuff. You need numbers. And I think a lot of people, it's like they're, um, their course kind of dies on the vine because they don't, they just don't have enough people even looking at it. Right. So, um, so yeah, so, you know, in the, I, so I run a group coaching program and the group coaching program, um, and actually with my one-on-one clients as well, we, we get that like lead generation flowing, um, organically and making sure that they're friending plenty of people, um, so that they can have an audience and, you know, be able to post and, and have people actually respond to, their uh, requests. So, um, so yeah, we bring in the leads and then we host and, you know, bring people into strategy calls and then, you know, pitch the course on those strategy calls. And, um, you know, especially I work with mostly women and, um, you know, I think for a lot of us, we are very comfortable with helping people and nurturing people and all those wonderful things. Sometimes we don't feel so comfortable about asking for the sale. And so I would also say, you know, in terms of like the second step, like you've got, you've got to ask people for the sale, you know? Um, and it's really important to make sure that you do that. So um, that's, that's the second step of what, of what we do. Wow. So much good info there. Let me um, piggyback off that. So okay. let me think here. Okay. Yes. So selling it, right. We've got the outline, but we don't want to put it together because uh, and I've been a component of this myself, both in my fitness business. When I first started running a boot camp, told everyone I was going to be a, a personal trainer and start running a fitness boot camp. Everyone's like, Oh yeah, let me know once you're qualified. I'll definitely start training with you. I thought my, my books were going to be full after the, the, the first week, you know, and then not one of them signed up. So I was like, okay, you know uh, what people, they've got the best intentions, right? But really until someone gives you their credit card, your thing is not validated. So no matter how many people tell you, hey, I will definitely buy that when it comes out. <laughs> as cynical as it is, I'm not going to believe it until they actually give me their, their credit card. So I think that's important. I love how you've said build an audience because this is the thing, right? Uh, with anything in life, if you're going to sell something, you need traffic. No different in the real world, right? I live in Australia, right? A bit different in America. But in Australia, there's only a few cities where people live in. The middle of the country is desert. No one goes there, no one drives there, nothing happens there, right? If I was going to open up a shop in the middle of the desert where there's no traffic and not market it, I'm going to get absolutely zero sales and people are probably going to send me to the loony bin because they think I'm an absolute idiot for doing that. However, that happens every day in the online world. People put together a course and think it's going to magically sell itself, you know, and it, it just doesn't work like that. And, and even if you're on, you know, and that's why I love how you've mentioned Facebook as well, because yeah, you can get a website, but you're probably going to be ranked 999th on Google. You know, no one's seeing that. 
Yeah, you can put a YouTube video on there. You know, unless you're a big name or you've done a lot of research in YouTube or you know what you're doing, you get two or three people watch it, you know? Whereas Facebook is just the easiest way to start off with where it's like, right, you know, I'm going to jump on there and I'm going to, you know, add a whole heap of friends. And look, some of them are going to add me back. Some of them won't. The ones that, that add me back are obviously at least somewhat interested in, in hearing what I've got to do. Cool. Let me start up a, a conversation. Cool. Let me provide some content and then let me give them on a, on a strategy call. And we'll, we'll, even, we'll speak about the traffic first, then the, the strategy call. So even if we just think about traffic, right, you know, I've got to get people to see my stuff. You know, what's the easiest way I can do it? You know, I can I go in Facebook groups where my ideal, ideal audience hangs out and start friend requesting some of these people and, and start a conversation that way. That way I'm essentially building my Facebook profile of people that are actually going to see my stuff. Because if you don't do that and you post your stuff on your personal Facebook profile, who's going to see it? Your mum and your, your two daughters, you know, and they're not going to buy off you, you know? So, you know, you've got to actually get people on that there. And we'll even spend a minute there because I think this is an important topic and a mindset shift as well. The difference between a Facebook business page and a personal profile. Let me know your two cents on that, Jennifer. Sure. Yes. So this is, yeah, this is a common one that, um, mm. a common misconception, right? So people think, oh, I have a business. I should be posting on my business page. And to be honest, that's what I did when I first started. Cause I didn't, you know, I didn't know any better at the time. And, um, you know, so basically the, um, the algorithm doesn't favor the business page. So like very, so I still have a business page and, um, you know, obviously like if you're, if you're using Facebook ads, you need a business page. I know that you're an expert in that area. Um, but if you, you know, really you want to be working off your Facebook profile and you want to be starting to think about your profile as like the, it's really the face of your business in many ways, at least on Facebook, it's very much the face of your business. You get a lot better um, reach there. And then, you know, once you bring people onto your profile, they'll start seeing, um, you know, seeing your posts and things like that. And then you can divert them to other places, right? So if you have a Facebook group, then you can divert them to your Facebook group from there, which is also very, very much favored in the algorithm, as you know, <laughs> as we are talking in, the, in your Facebook group. So yeah, um, Facebook pages, I will say that people do check me out on my page. I see people kind of poking around in there a little bit, but honestly, it's, I'm like full force on my profile because that's where I get the traction. Yes, love it. And, and the way I sort of look at a Facebook page is more like, uh, almost like a website. You know, people mm. will probably hear about me on my personal profile or my group or whatever. Then they'll be like, all right, let me check out this guy's Facebook page and, and see there. So I think that's an important shift. If you're watching this or listening to this, that's where I see a lot of people go wrong, right? Hey, I've, po I've got a Facebook business page and no one sees it. Well, it's because you're posting on your Facebook business page and you essentially need to make that call. It's like, all right, hey, if you want to... Um, use Facebook to grow your business, you've got two choices. You either use your personal profile or you spend money on ads, right? And that's a whole nother discussion there. There's no guarantee on that either. So it's sort of like make a call, you know, either use your personal profile or spend thousands of dollars or do nothing and don't get any sales. Like it's, you know, that, that's essentially the, the call we need to make there. So yeah, that's, that's, um, that's an important distinction there. And then I love how you've mentioned hey, let's get on a strategy call and ask for the sale. Because if you just post on your Facebook, hey, here's my link, you know, go here. Hey, you might get the odd person, 
but it's just not the same connection, right? What's so, it's, it's just so much easier to make sales if you get on a call like this, you know, when you talk to this person, person to person, you can show you actually care, you can give them some value, you can um, do all that good stuff there. So it's, it's easier to get on that strategy call or, or to sell on that strategy call, providing you ask for the sale, right? And there's a, a few different ways to look at this. The, the simplest one is just ask. What's the worst that happened? They say no. And even, even if they say no, you're no different to if you didn't ask anyway, you know, at least if you ask, there's a, there's a chance. Um, and you're saying that obviously the, the better you get at your sales techniques, you know, the more confident you get, there's plenty of books out there. There's training. Jen covers it in, in her um, teachings as well. So you can go and speak to Jen. If that's, is that something you cover in your, your trainings, Jen, oh, how to absolutely. sell? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We have a whole formula about how to, how to approach the sales call for sure. Awesome. So if you need help with that, reach out to Jen. If you're watching on Facebook, just type sales down below and, and me or Jen will get in contact with you. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll put all Jen's links and socials and that in the show notes there. So awesome. All right, cool. So we've outlined it. We've sold it. One of two things is going to happen. Either we've made sales or, or we haven't made sales. I'm guessing if we haven't made sales, we go back to the drawing board and then sort of go through this process again and you know build our, maybe we didn't have enough people. Maybe we didn't do enough validation calls. We need to get feedback anyway, right? Hey, why didn't you sign up? Why aren't you interested? All right, cool. Let me go and do it. But let's um, maybe for time's sake, we just focus on, right, now you've actually sold a couple of them. What do we do? We've made some sales, but we don't have anything to, to give them. What do we do, Jen? Right, right. Okay, so I'm glad you asked this. So what we're going to do from there, okay, so what you want to do from there is sort of depending on the timing of it, it I always tell people to start um, their sales process at least uh, even a month before they're planning to actually have the course ready. Um, and so people are always ask me this question, like, well, what do I do if like in the first week I get somebody and they're waiting and like, what do I do around that? So as with a lot of things that have to do with marketing, how you um, position something makes a big difference, right? So if you, if you have some people who are coming in and they're already, they're ready to go, but the course needs a little bit more time, um, this is like a golden opportunity for them. Like they get early bird access to you, mm -hmm. for example. So you can set up some one-on-one -on -one calls with them or group coaching calls with them, you know, kind of build a relationship a little bit, help them get started with whatever, you know, the process is. And it's actually, it's like this golden opportunity that, that the people who come in early get even before the course starts. And you can see how that's very different from, oh, I'm so sorry, the course is not ready yet. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's the same, it's the, like, the, it's the same thing, but the way that you position it can make it seem fantastic or, you know, it can make it seem terrible. So it's really about your own mindset when it comes to this. So, um, so yeah, so now, you know, you can put together some, some opportunities to interact with you and to, to support them. And then, you know, and then you get to work um, building the course. Now, there are different ways that you can create your course. I, um, for people who are just getting started, I love like a live course, right? Mm -hmm. so, yeah. um, so, you know, maybe you have like a call once a week, something like that. Everybody gets on a Zoom call and you teach your, you teach what you need to teach. And then the next week, you know, you just do that again until the course is done. And so I would say for anybody who's a little worried about how do I create a video? How do I get a plat? Like where, what platform should I use? Like you don't have to worry about that, particularly mm -hmm. with your first course, 
get people on Zoom once a week and teach your stuff, right? Um, so I think that a lot of people feel like a course, based on the courses that they've taken for themselves, they feel like, oh, a course has to be this, or a course has to be that, or it has to be presented like this or that. Honestly, I like to keep it really simple. I always tell my clients this, a course is just um, a, a process to take people from step point A to point B. And that's all that it is. It can be done in a Facebook group, in the units section, be done on Zoom. It could be done, you know, you can create videos for it and put it on an online course platform. So um, as we've been talking about, I feel like there's a theme here around like getting it out, just getting it done. Same thing when you're actually creating that course. Just do it in the easiest way possible because people want the, in, you know, they want the information so that they can get the result. Not so much, you know, how pretty your slides are. Yes, love it. Okay, so many good points there. Let me summarize and piggyback off this. So, yeah, I love how you've said, hey, you're probably going to need about a month to sell this thing, right? Because if you're just selling it the week before, starts next week, you don't have a big audience, you're sort of rushing, right? So, okay, give it a month. But, you know, hey, you know, um, Jen signs up today and my course starts on the 1st of October. Awesome, Jen. Hey, week one starts 1st of October. Because you signed up today, you get a one-on-one -on -one session with me every week until the, the 1st of October. So I can get really deep into your goals, yada, 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 you know? Or hey, you know, your early bird access, you actually get, I run a bonus webinar just on sales or whatever, you know, before, not even part of the course. I usually sell this for 500 bucks or whatever because you, you signed up, you know, you get this bonus sales training with anyone that, that signs up here as well, you know? Or, you know, great, Jen, you're here early. There's actually a set of action tasks you need to do before you start. Thank God you've started early because if you did this the week before, you'd have a rough weekend, you know. Here's what you need to have before you start the course. Maybe there's an action plan or something, you know, get your Facebook group together or put this on your profile or, you know, download Fiverr or whatever it may be, you know. So I love how you've, you've mentioned that there and you've gone from a, you know, a, almost like a, oh, I'm sorry, it's not ready, just waiting for more people, you know, it's like an awkward party. You know, you don't want that. You want to want the, the opposite, right? So that's important. Uh, yeah. I love how you've mentioned the week to week side of things because that's how I like to teach because it's just so it's manageable, yet you've still got a bit of accountability, right? It's like, it's like I can't just put it off and never do it. I need to do at least one thing every single week. So I'm at least pushing it forward there every single week. Um, but it's achievable. I just need one hour webinar a week. If I can't do that, what am I, you know, what am I even in the, the online course business for, you know? So I think right. that's important. And that's to get that motivation because, you know, you're, you're, if you don't have anybody who's paid for your course, you know, you could be create, you could be creating it for years, right? But once you have somebody paid and you told them this thing is going to be ready on this date, all of a sudden the course materializes because you've got to get it done. And you care more and it's more fun. It's like if I'm creating, and on both sides of things, right? If I'm creating a power, I like to use PowerPoint. So, you know, if I'm creating a PowerPoint, I find that actually quite boring if I just need to create a PowerPoint and then record it to myself. But if I'm creating a PowerPoint and I know I'm presenting it to a group of people on Wednesday, all of a sudden I put a little bit more effort in that, that PowerPoint. And also when I'm presenting it on Wednesday, I'm more passionate. I'm more, because I'm actually speaking to real people, you know? So I think that's an important point there. And I love how you've mentioned, um, don't complicate it. You know, is it 
yeah, it's funny because I'm going to ask you your favorite platform a little bit later, but either way, you know, like you don't need to complicate. Oh, you think you think better than Kajabi. And then what if I want, or it's your first one, you're probably going to change it and change platforms somewhere along the line. Anyway, Hey, just get the, the content out there. What's the easiest way you can do it. And actually I'll, I'll share a story, Jen, if, if it's all right with you, my yes. first course, right? About five or six years ago, before any of this stuff existed, there wasn't click funnels. There wasn't Kajabi. None of this existed, you know? My first, and I didn't even know how to do an online course. I was like, all right, how can I just give this information? And then I saw this thing called an ebook. I, I downloaded someone's ebook and I was like, hold on, this is just a Microsoft Word document. I can do a Microsoft Word document and save it as a PDF. So that's how I started. And then I was like, actually, hold on, there's just some things that will be explained better in video. How could I get these people's videos? Hold on. There's this platform called YouTube that allows you to post videos on there for free and put them as unlisted so only people with the link can see them. Hold on, let me put some of these links in this ebook. And I had a course 100% for free just using Microsoft Word and YouTube free unlisted videos. And I sold thousands of dollars worth of that course just with that there. So I think that's important there. And I love how you've said also just getting it out there. One of my favorite quotes is done is better than perfect. Oh yeah. Good because one. perfect never gets done. If you want it to be, I don't know about you, Jen, but I'm 35 years old and I'm not perfect at anything. So if you think you can perfect your course in a, a year or two, it's not going to happen. You're never going to get it done, you know? So it's, and, and I also think as well, you're a little bit selfish if you're trying to be a, a perfectionist because you're worried instead of you helping people, you're not helping people because you're worried about what they think about you. I think that's selfish. I get where you're coming from if, if, you, if you're listening to this, but can you, I want you to also think about my point of view as well. You, you, you see my point of view there, right, Jen? Oh, definitely. Well, you know, you know, it's selfish because you're thinking about yourself, you know? I mean, just by virtue of the fact that that's really what you're focusing on as opposed to trying to help as many people as possible. So it's, yeah, you know, if you have that heart to serve, then you've got to put, you, you know, you have an obligation to put yourself out there. You really do. Yes, agreed. Well, hey, Jen, I want to be sensitive of your time. So there's a few questions I like to finish everyone off with. The first one is online course platform. So we've got, you know, plenty of people using all different platforms in, in this group here. Uh, if you had to pick one, this can either be the one you use or the one you recommend people use or whatever. What's your favorite online course platform? Yeah, you know, I, whoo, it took me a while to come to this one, but I, I went with Thinkific. Okay. I like Thinkific. Um, I like it because it is free mm. for people who are just getting started. So, um, you know, you have a, you can put up to three courses on there for free, which I really like. Um, I, although I will say that um, I'm thinking of moving my courses over to ClickFunnels as well. Just because yep. I already use ClickFunnels, so I'm like, you know, and I've seen some. Um, some online courses that I thought looked very nice on there. So I'm actually thinking about making the switch to that. And then I can, it just sort of, um, it just streamlines things for me. So, um, yeah, so those are, those are my, those are my two that I, that I have my eye on, but honestly, I know, you know, people are very happy with others as well. So. No, I, I love it. I love how you've mentioned Thinkific because I do think that's the best to start off with. It's free to start off with. There's no buy-in. Like I recommend, so I don't even use Thinkific, right? But I've got a free account just because, you know, it's like, all right, let me know how it works. And 
you know, maybe someone will like this better. I think I've got a few freebies on there just in case, you know, some people want to access it via Thinkific or also, yeah. also the reason why is I used to, I still host most of my courses on Teachable actually. Uh, they, they used to have a free plan, but they got rid of that free plan, right? Yeah. But because yeah. I signed up there, I've still got a free plan. So I, I can do certain things on there with, with that one there. So, yeah, that's why I'm also with Thinkific. I'm like, if they ever get rid of the free plan, at least I'm, I'm locked in here, you know? So I think that's important. And I, you know, I, I was chat about ClickFunnels a little bit. I, I actually go, I get the, your reasoning for that because I want to do the same for Kajabi, right? Mm-hmm. Long story short, most of my courses are on Teachable. Um, went across to New Zenla is okay, but just not quite what I want for my major course. For fitness education online where I've got 30 courses, a million funnels, it just doesn't quite work there. And I'm going to probably transition to Kajabi on that for the same reason you're transitioning to ClickFunnels. Just because it's like, hey, I don't want someone to buy with SamCard and then get integrated to Teachable with Zapier and then get to my active campaign. And it's not too bad for me. I know what I'm doing, but it would be easier with just the one. So get that. Exactly. Like I want that smooth back end, you know, for sure. Agree. Now, Jen, I love to speak about mentors. I'm a huge fan of of education myself. I'm always doing courses, reading books, following people. So I'm curious, who are your mentors? And you can answer this in a few different ways, whether it's someone that you've, you know, you've paid to be in their mastermind or paid to do their online course, or whether it's just someone you follow on social media and you, recommend other people could could follow what can you tell us about mentors yeah oh man yeah i'm very similar to you i you know read all the time podcasts um you know i've I've bought quite a few courses myself and coaching programs i'm a big proponent of being in a coaching program and usually those have a course that goes along with them right so Gosh. All right. So let's see. When I first, first, first got started, I was in a coaching program with Ryan Levesque, the, oh, the Ask Method. The Ask Method. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big fan of that. Like that just, there was a, there was a, there was a lot to learn. <laughs> I won't lie, but honestly, like it really gave me, gave me such a beautiful foundation in terms of marketing. Love that. Um, and we'll be forever grateful to that program. Um, another person who I follow and ha- and just can't wait to get into her program is Rachel Rogers. She is an African-American woman who is a millionaire whose um, whole thing is to help other women and women of color in particular to become millionaires. So I'm all about that. She is fantastic. All women and women of color should know about her. Um, and then, I mean, I, I mean, I take courses from all different people. Like I've taken Grace Lover's courses. I've taken Daniel Leslie's courses. I follow, you know, Amy Porterfield. Like I think no matter what, whatever your area of focus is, you should be consuming the content of all, all the greats, you know, the gurus and all that. Um, and then I also just signed on for a program to work with Exodus Justin, um, who helps people, helps coaches to kind of diversify how they're um, working on, uh, how, they, how they're bringing in leads for their own program. So like I'm very well versed in the Facebook world and now I'm looking to expand and learn more about, you know, just different ways to bring in the clients. So, so yeah, I'm excited. That's something I just signed up for. And I'm, I'm really excited about that one. So check them out. Love that. And I love how you're continuously educating for a few different reasons, right? Like, 
if you're selling, you know, you're teaching people how to sell online courses, it's probably very congruent if you buy a few online courses yourself, you know? And then also it's like, it's the fastest way to get ahead. It's like, right, I've learned this thing here. Now, if I just learn this thing here, I'm going to get so far. But if I learn this thing and this thing, I'm going to go faster, quicker. And then this thing as well, and this thing as well, and just get faster, quicker. So I love that. Uh, next question, Jenny, is around books. I can see your bookcase behind you there. I recognize, yeah, I think I can see Simon Sinek down there. I recognize a, a few of those, those books there. Uh, do you have a book, either a book that you've read or a couple of books that have changed your life? or even just a couple books that you recommend your students or, or course creators read that can change their lives, whether it's with course creation or marketing or life or whatever. What, what can you tell us there? Yeah, sure. Um, I, you know, one of the first books that I loved was um, you are a badass and you are a badass at making money. Um, I think that it's particularly helpful for people who have this expertise but are still trying to reconcile asking for the sale and you know um, turning it into a business basically. So um, that I love. Both of those books are great. Um, Jen Sincera, I think, is the. Name oh of yes, yes, I follow yeah. her on LinkedIn. I think. Yeah, those are excellent, excellent books. Just very, she's very just raw and um, and practical, and they're fantastic. I know they're they're um, on this list. Um, what else? You know, I love Tim, Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. It's a classic. I read it back in the day when I was, you know, first thinking about a business. And um, I'm actually thinking about rereading it again yeah. now that I'm in, in the thick of things. And I, I just love that one. Um, gosh, what else do I have in here? Um, I have a book on TED Talks. You know, I find that a lot of, a lot of us, you know, how we communicate um, is really important. Um, and so I have a book about TED Talks. And then I also have a book called Rest, <laughs> which mm. is all about, yes, like make sure that you are um, building your business, but you got to take care of yourself as well. So, um, you know, just to get in, make sure you mix in a little balance in there because it's a marathon, not a sprint, as they say, and you got to take care of yourself. So a book called Rest is also one of my favorites. Yes. Love it. Awesome. Well, Hey Jen, someone's watching this, listening to this. They're like, all right, this woman is cool. You know, I want to follow her. I want to do her programs. You know, uh, I believe you've got a, a little challenge coming up in October, right? That's right. That's right. So I have a challenge. It is called the profitable pre-sale accelerator. And so basically the things that we've discussed in this uh, podcast today, I help um, people get started on those things. So it's a three day, it's a free program. It's a lot of fun. You get some great, really like my core strategies, um, strategies around outlining your course and then bringing it out to market and you know bringing those leads in in particular. Um, people love it. We have a great time, free, and it's coming up in October. So yeah, I'll put the link um, yeah, in the notes, but um, I would love to have you join. Awesome. If you're watching live on Facebook now, comment Jen down below. That way we'll make sure one of us, you know, get, gets you over the details there. If you're on the podcast, check the show notes. Jen, I'll get that link from you um, uh, before we launch the podcast and just make sure it's there. Um, Jen, uh, apart from that, that's pretty much all I wanted to, to get through today. Is there anything I forgot to ask you that I should have, or is there anything you want to finish us off with? Oh my goodness. Well, you know, I don't think you forgot to ask me anything. I would just say, <laughs> I would just say, go ahead and 
get things going. Like take your first step, take a small step and celebrate it. That's what, that's what I, I always tell my clients. Take a step, celebrate it, rinse and repeat. So go ahead and do that. And I hope that some of you, you know, take some steps toward, toward the corner where I'm at. I would love to hear from you. So, but um, you know, no matter what, just get yourself out there. Awesome. Thank you for your time, Jen. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Check out the show notes for more free resources on how to sell more of your online courses.